Welcome to CooperCast episode 81. This is your host, Al's Gypsy Moth, John Sachs. This is the first of a series of rambling conversations about race and music that we're calling Black and White and Rock and Roll. We start with doo-wop, pioneered by black groups and then emulated by many Italian groups. So talking to Al Cooper about the large and complex history of white people snarfing black music and uh, making money with it. So you were just saying that it goes way back. I think so. I mean, certainly in my life, it goes way back. Yeah. Because uh, I was alive and listening to the origins of rock and roll. Yeah, for example, that would be... Oh, well, you, I could think of the first records I bought. We were discussing um, uh, top tens of uh, early years. N- 1955. Okay, but I don't want to get yeah. that, spe- that specific. Right. But but that's okay. That Then yeah. everybody understands what we're talking about. And... Um, I can't remember the year. Well, I could figure it out. I was 12, and I was born in 44. So it'd be 56. Yep. Is when I bought my first 45. Yeah. I didn't own a record till I bought that. And I bought two. And one was... uh, the Closer You Are by The Channels, oh. which I heard on the radio. I used to listen to the radio a lot. And I, I forget what the other one is now, but we could go back and check. So The Closer You Are by The Channels, is that like a doo-wop song? Very definitely. Yeah. And I listened to the radio, and, and I had uh, favorites. Right. And I loved The Closer You Are. And I went to the local record store, which uh, I lived in Queens, and it was on Bell Boulevard. I can't remember the name of the record store. Hmm. But I became a, a regular customer after that. But that was, was the, that was the first single I ever bought. My father had a record collection of 78s. Uh. But, you know, it was my father's music. Right. Right, right, right. But as time went by, I got to uh, embrace that. That was more along the lines of jazz, was it? Yes. Yes. Yeah, we did a whole episode about your great interest in jazz when you were, what, like a teenager, right? Yeah, when I I was around 14, 15. Yeah. You got this single... uh, by the channels. Yeah, and and that really got me going. And then I, then I just started buying 45s like crazy. Doo-wop was the big thing of that era. There were a lot of... I mean, basically, as I understand it, it was a thing where two, three, four, five guys could stand on a stoop of their apart of an apartment in New York, and just to get together and acapella sing in harmony, and they did 
glorious sounds, glorious music. That yeah, way. that's how most of them got discovered. Right, right. And that was that was a dominant form of rock and roll at that time. What were some of the other famous duop hits? Do you remember? Just reach over and grab some of those 45s behind you. Yeah, the problem is that so many 45s in Al's collection behind me would take me all afternoon. No, just but just, just pull out a handful and I'll see if I can find. Oh, here I go. Yeah. Fats Domino. It's not really doo-wop. Right, but it's early rock. Yeah. That was on the Imperial label. Yeah. There was a group called the Pearls. Mm-hmm. And they were on the Onyx label, O-N-Y-X. Okay. And they had Let's You and I Go Steady. Right. Just like my sister Betty. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's get dressed and go somewhere tonight. <laughs> That's the lyric. <sighs> let's you and I go steady just like my sister Betty. Come on, let's get dressed and go somewhere tonight. <laughs> Good writing. You can't beat that. Right. Right. I'm just looking here for uh, the moon glows. The moon glows. Most of all, is is the title I immediately think of. The five keys. Five keys. Uh, um, maybe wisdom of a fool. Could be the spaniels. Oh, the spaniels were great. Oh, 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 oh. oh God, Earth Angel by the Penguins. Yeah, that was the big one. Earth Angel. Folks, if you haven't heard Earth Angel, go You probably won't like it. <laughs> no, you can't not like Earth Angel. It was gorgeous. Sincerely by the moon glows. That was great. A Thousand Miles Away, Shep and the Limelights. Oh, that was so good. Daddy's Home by the Flamingos. They were great groups. Yeah. And I would go see them. Because right. they, you know, Alan Freed... Uh, Used to put on rock and roll shows. Yeah, and and much to my parents' chagrin, I would go. Yeah, and it was unbelievable. And then, like a couple of years later, I was on the bill at those shows with the Royal Teens. Yeah, and then I'd be right in the midst of all those people that I grew up listening to. Must have been incredible. It was incredible. <laughs> It just was the greatest thing. Now, our kind of overall theme here today is the very complex relationship between... Uh, Me of, and my parents. No, between <laughs> black-created music and white groups taking it over. So, right here in Wikipedia, they say... One of the first things that happened after the tremendous success of the early black doo-wop groups was the Italian doo-wop groups. Dion and the Belmonts, the Capris, Randy and the Rainbows, the Earls, the Chimes, the Elegants, the Mystics, the Duprees. So, yes, but yeah. it's interesting that it wasn't 100% mainstream. It was Italian guys who said, Primarily, yes. What those black guys are doing is beyond cool. We're going to do that. And I don't think their role, their intention was to take over the biz and outsell the black guys. They just, they just loved it. They wanted to do it. That's correct. 
But because of the racial nature of society, they probably did end up outselling the black groups. I would think. Well, it depends. I think at the time, the largest selling, and this is interesting, the largest selling black group, but now we're getting into LPs. Yeah. So it's a, a, a hair later. Okay. Were the platters. Oh, yeah, sure. The platters had hit after hit after hit after hit. And they also had a woman in the group. Yes. And she didn't sing lead. She just wanted the harmony. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was really standout. Plus, the lead singer was unbelievable. I think his name was Tony Williams. But the platters had hit after hit after hit. And it was one of the first LPs I ever bought. Right. Was the first Platters LP. Oh, they're mentioning here. Uh, well, why Do Fools Fall in Love was a monster hit with Frankie Lyman. Yeah, that was their first single, to, yeah. uh, to, to my recollection. Yeah. And then they had Hit After Hit. I did shows with them. Yeah. I mean, on the bill with them. Right. And they were fantastic. And he was like 12. I know. Little Frank, they called him. Little Frankie Lyman. Little Frankie Lyman. And the teenagers. Yeah. When these, when these black guys would hang around the stoop and harmonize, they were writing their own songs, right? Those original duos. Well, well, well they, first they sang off the radio. Okay. But then, you know, they wanted in. Right. So they would write their own songs, yes. Right. This has been CooperCast, episode 81, brought to you by Duop. Submit questions for Al at alcooper.com on the CooperCast page.